Welcome to episode four of People Talk. Really excited to have Andrew Weaver on the show today. He is the uh, global HR analytics and workforce planning manager for Align Technology. Really excited to have a very interesting discussion about people analytics and the future of HR and recruiting. Andrew, why don't you get started by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks, Ryan. So, again, uh, you know, um, I do the people analytics function here at Align Technology and a lot of our workforce planning. So that entails a lot of data around HR um, and just sorting through a lot of different complex, uh, just different issues and problems that can come up. So originally got into it um, a few years ago. You know, it's a little bit new in HR, but been in the uh, human capital space now for about 12 years. Um, started in talent acquisition and recruiting and kind of transitioned into more of the, the data side. So really enjoy what I do. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So, um, so where are you working today? And like, give me a, a quick little career progression. Like what was your very first job? And then how did you get to this? Yeah. yeah. So very first job was in a movie theater, tearing tickets. So, you know, after that went on to, to college and then started in the recruiting industry with uh, Aerotech actually. Okay. Um, I get, get my base down and then, you know, really stayed in the RPO and, and that talent acquisition space um, for about eight years or so, and then got into more of the solution design and solution architecture, which kind of led into more of the data side of things. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So I got to ask them. So what is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, favorite movie of all time. That, that's a tough one. There's a lot of good documentaries out there these days. Oh, you know, man. It's oh man. Tough, just tough Netflix documentaries. Yeah. Netflix documentaries. We'll say that as like a general thing and just oh, leave it in there. Yeah. You put a lot, yeah. put a lot in there. <laughs> you That's can. Good. That's good. Yeah. All right. Back to the yeah. easy questions then. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, all right. So first job, ripping up movie tickets. Yeah. Stint at Aerotech, a stint at RPO, and now uh, head of, uh, of people analytics at Align Tech. Um, mm -hmm. so give us a little backstory for the audience that may not know what Align Tech does. Um, every time that I hear people talk about Align Tech, like I know the backstory, yeah. so I think it's really cool, but I feel like a lot of people don't know what you guys are famous for. Yeah, so everybody hears Align Technology and you're thinking, you know, what, what is that? And then you always get, well, we make Invisalign. So then everybody knows Invisalign and then it's okay, you kind of put the, the two and two together. So yeah, it's, a, it's an incredible um, company and we've had some tremendous growth uh, and scaling over the last um, two years, you know, we've doubled our company, um, and you know, starting with five thousand, moving to ten thousand employees, and just continuing to scale, it uh, it's been a great journey so far. So yeah, really enjoy it here. Yeah, awesome. And for the audience, if you want to check out the growth story of Align Tech, check out our very first episode with Brian Ellis, who's the uh, global talent acquisition uh, and uh, talent attraction manager at Align Tech. Gives a great detailed summary of how they've been scaling and what they're looking to do on a global level. So, Andrew, uh, just like a couple like quick stats for Align Tech. Um, how many jobs do you guys have open? Um, sounds like about ten thousand employees. And then, what's your Glassdoor score? Yeah, so we've got right now anywhere between five and six hundred positions open. It kind of fluctuates. We've had up to seven hundred, um, and it's been pretty steady at that five hundred mark. Um, our Glassdoor score right now is. I think uh, almost four, three and a half kind of area. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty happy with, with that. We're getting some really good feedback there. 
Um, and then using that feedback too to kind of make some adjustments and flex it, you know, as we go. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So, uh, first of all, are you the first person in a like people analytics role at Align Tech? Is this like newly formed for you? I, I am. Yeah. We had, um, you know, some analytic function in HR, but we're trying to really expand that a little bit more. So we're doing a lot of things with Power BI and taking a lot of our data and trying to consolidate that into one platform. Yeah. I think the challenge that we have, you know, in HR is you have a lot of these different systems. You've got something that you do your employee surveys on, you've got LMS tools, you've got your ATS, your HRIS, and you've got all these different systems and all the different reports floating around and you're thinking, you know, what can I do to connect all this together? Um, and that's really been uh, the strategy for the last you know, six, seven months is how do we bring this all together in one place where you can access it? Um, and then what, what is this telling us? What's the story? You know, there's so much data now in HR and just trying to sort through it. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really, you know, been the focus, I think, in, in trying to build out the function a little bit more. And then what is that telling us about workforce planning as well? You know, as we scale, what, uh, what are some skills gaps we might have? How can we identify those and things like that? So, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a, a really interesting journey. Uh, really, really fun, uh, really rewarding. That's awesome. Yeah. So how would you, uh, I get the feeling that you would probably run people analytics at like the very top, like most important uh, emerging trend in HR and recruiting. Uh, why is that? Why is that something that should be on the top of mind of every, you know, VP of recruiting, VP of HR, CHRO, chief people officer? Yeah, I, I would probably rank it uh, the highest because that's, you know, one thing that, that I do. But I think one of the, right, I think, uh, you know, some of the reasons behind that is HR used to have this feeling of, I feel like this is happening, or I feel like um, we should move in this direction. Now we have a lot more data to kind of back that up and either reinforce an assumption or kind of do some myth busting to say, well, I know you thought that was the case, but it's it's not the case. So you know, there's so many different areas from either talent acquisition or HR just in general that you can take this data and do a lot of cool things with it. So, you know, some of the challenges that we're working with now is, well, we've got so much data, what should I be looking at? What should I even be focused on? And then it's, you know, keeping that data clean and making sure that you're setting up the KPIs in the right way. Um, you know, so there's just a lot of uh, new trends going on with it, uh, which is exciting for me. You know, a lot of exploration. Um, uh, you know, we have a lot of latitude here at Align, so you can really be creative and kind of do some experimenting, um, which is really important. You know, always keep kind of looking, be curious about, well, what is this actually telling us? Is there any correlation between, you know, this factor and that factor? Um, so, um, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot of runway for people analytics in the future. Um, so, I, you know, I'm looking forward to it. So I can imagine when you were back, uh, you know, at RPO solution design, I bet you guys were looking at a lot of like high level metrics, like what's our cost per hire, what's our time to right. scale, what's our yeah. average. Um, I've got to imagine like the average HR person that isn't, you know, obsessed with people analytics, they could know those stats and feel really good about themselves and like secure that they've got a handle on these, you know, metrics, on these analytics that drive mm -hmm. the company. Um, what are the other metrics that you're keeping tabs on that you think are um, you know, really important or, or maybe not seen as much um, by like the average HR professional? Like, what are you guys tracking that 
Yeah, so there's some interesting things that we're, we're starting to do just, um, you know, kind of in general, I mentioned like looking at skills gaps and things like that. So if we need to assess, um, do we need to hire, you know, more Java talent or um, more um, technical skills in one area, we can actually kind of go back and say, well, what's our current workforce look like and try and, you know, pull some of that data out um, from there. And also, you know, from a lot of the employee survey data that we gather, there's so much good feedback there that we can you know, pivot pretty quickly if we're finding a trend and we're seeing, you know, this is what the workforce is telling us. We need to you know, pivot, make an adjustment from that. Um, so it's not, you know, it's an interesting point you brought up just, you know, time fill, cost per hire. Those are kind of always there. And I think we're starting to see kind of this evolution where a lot of those basic things kind of get moved to the back burner a little bit. Like, okay, well, you know, time to fill is this or, or this is that. But then what is that really telling us? So it's going down to the next level of that um, and trying to find is, well, maybe sales has a higher trending higher for you know time to fill in one area so what can we do from a recruitment marketing strategy you know for that to help that out um so it's getting down to the next level which is again really really cool part of the journey to, to see us go from the top level and then start working into actually you know uh, kind of the, that next level down what would you say so i love the concept uh, i think it was greenhouse who started to like popularize the notion of uh, an employee's lifetime value. Um, they produce some yeah. graphics about it. And, uh, and they got an equal kind of, which is really cool. Um, of just describing like a couple of the stages of the employee life cycle. So, you know, you've got your entire recruiting process, your onboarding process, the time it takes that employee to get to like peak productivity. Um, and then the time that employee decides to leave and when they actually leave. So they you know, looked at it and just says, you know, hard to quantify like the number, like you could in a, you know, a SaaS company, what's your LTV over CAC ratios. Um, right. Those metrics that I geek out about uh, for employees, but um, do you see like similar trends like that of some larger metrics that like, if you were in a room with, you know, 20 other people, analytics professionals, that all of you guys are gonna geek out about similar metrics or is it all kind of fragmented, right? Yeah, I think, so that's, that's a good point. I think some of it is still kind of fragmented because it is pretty new um, in the industry. And it's, you know, I think there's different measures for different companies. So you almost have to find what works best for your, your organization. Um, so something that work, might work really well in one organization might not really apply to another one. Um, you know, I've been on some calls and just some networking things where it's, you know, looking at employee engagement and safety and things like if there's correlation there. Um, you know, we, we do have a manufacturing environment, but you know, we're looking at you know, a lot of other employees just versus a manufacturing company, right? So you know, when we're looking at things and we're trying to put together like that candidate journey that you're talking about, we have some surveys that we do from candidate experience when they're coming in from recruitment. We have a new hire, so more like around onboarding, our employee engagement. And then if they do leave an exit, you know, survey too. So we can kind of see what that journey looks like. Uh, we just launched that a few months ago um, and we're starting to see some really cool things as far as why are people wanting to join our company? And then, you know, looking at 90 days later, you know, are you still happy that you're here? And then in the engagement survey, kind of asking those same NPS type questions, you can kind of follow that through. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you get the sense, um, you know, if you were to look at um, kind of where you're getting all of your data from, um, are you guys looking at like outside data sources to 
like get data on your employees and like their full profiles um, versus kind of getting the employees to give you information and, and feedback and, and like surveys. Is that uh, yeah? Like I'd be curious to get like where are you guys? Yeah, from? Yeah, we don't really go outside. Um, you know, we're really conscious of the fact that, you know, employee data is really protected. So we're not really going outside. We're not like digging into a lot of those things. So a lot of this is really high level that we're looking at. A lot of the tools that we get it from are, you know, take our, our learning management, um, you know, suite of tools and things like that is, you know, how many um, courses were complete in one section? Does that have anything to do with attrition? Are people more likely to leave that have been involved in some of these courses or, you know, who are our top, um, our top performers, you know, influencers in the company that we want to then, you know, kind of pull into some of these leadership development programs as well. And we can kind of like find that out without having somebody needing to, you know, raise their hand a little bit. So, yeah, we're not really going outside. It's, it's really high level. And we're really conscious of the fact that, you know, data privacy concerns right now, uh, you know, are at a, at a pretty high level. So, um, again, it's, it's kind of service, but we can still get some really cool things from it. And, uh, walk us through a little bit, um, from like an employee survey side, like how frequently are you pulling them? Obviously like there's a few like key points in their mm -hmm. yeah. journey, but what was that look like? Yeah. So we, we do, um, kind of a variety approach right now. So, you know, we've got our standard, um, surveys that are kind of set in place, but you don't want to have survey fatigue, uh, fatigue or kind of create that. It's like, Oh, I got another survey I've got to take. We're trying to encourage some more pulse surveys. Um, so kind of taking that larger, big, you know, maybe engagement survey, I'm just kind of picking one out. And instead of doing one, maybe breaking that up over a period of time and then, you know, combining that together. Um, because we're scaling so fast, you have a lot of people who um, are, are here that haven't really taken that first engagement or the bigger engagement survey. So you know, it, it's kind of a hybrid approach right now. We're trying to see there's a lot of good data out there on the pulse surveys and how, you know, you can get that. And then there's also good data around having those kind of standard, like, you know, new hire, onboard, you know, and, and all the way through progression. So we're kind of doing that hybrid approach right now. Are you all uh, setting up all of these surveys yourself, like with Qualtrics or SurveyMonkey, or have you guys looked at, you know, tools that are supporting that as well? Yeah, so we have a, an outside platform that we work with, but we do have a great in-house team um, on the talent management side. Um, and we work closely with our vendor, but also they, they do a lot of work to, to put those together. And then they work with our managers as well on just survey design and you know, kind of reframing some of the questions. So if they're saying, well, I wanna, you know, it's really trying to find out what, what are you trying to, what are you trying to find out? What's the core idea that you, you wanna you know, ask? And then how do you set up a question for that? Um, and then how, you know, response rates and things and then how are we going to measure that on the back? So there's a lot of things that go into it versus just um, kind of doing the old way that we transitioned out of is just having a survey monkey platform that anybody can go in and just kind of you know, run a survey. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're trying to just give it a little bit more structure. Yeah. So um, are all of those things coming through you or now they uh, going through talent management, individual hire managers or, or managers doing their own things as well? Or is it, yeah. are, are you the, uh, the <laughs> for, for, for employee feedback and service? Yeah, so I, I'm not um, as involved in the design. Again, our, our talent management team does a lot more with the survey design and working on the questions and, you know, what to ask. That usually gets kicked back to me once we start getting the responses then. 
And so what does this actually mean? What is this telling us? Are we seeing any trends? Is there any you know, text analytics that we can do on the comments to see kind of like, well, we're seeing more of this theme. You know, that's always, hey, we've got all these great comments now, but what's the theme you know, um, with that? So we're, we're kind of doing more on the text analytics side there too. Very cool, very yeah. cool. Would you say that, um, so you know, Alliance had about 10,000 employees, y'all have obviously grown a lot. Um, are you the only person in a like defined people analytics role? Do you have like a team of data scientists that you're working with every day? Or are you, are you the, the guy? Are you the guy who- yeah. <laughs> So I guess you could say right now I'm the guy, but I've got a lot of great people and um, uh, you know, different people I work with cross-functionally that help support um, you know, our different platforms that we work with and then also that are just close to the business to kind of do, you know, some of the ad hoc things. And that's one of the reasons why we went with Power BI and then started pulling, you know, all this data together into one place so that if somebody did need to go out and do some of the more ad hoc things or just, you know, the basic items, hey, I need to get a communication out to all of these employees in this region for whatever reason, they can go into the tool very easily and like cut that data out or, you know, how many people left in this person's group. So we can really see that kind of easily you know, over a period of time. Um, so that's how we try to set that up for our HR partners as well and just our HR generalists. Yeah. Do you think there's a, a point in time in a company's growth, whether it be like headcount or, or rate of growth, um, where they need to have someone in a dedicated role? Like if a company has 100 employees and they're, and they're growing fast, like how should they be thinking about people analytics versus – and, you know, how you all are thinking about it at 10,000 people. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't know if it's, if there's a number you can put on it to say, okay, we reached a thousand people. Now we need to bring in somebody to actually look at this. I, I think it, you know, the job market right now is really competitive as we know. Um, so it's, you know, there's strategies around retention. And if you've got a hundred people, you probably want to keep them all, you know, cost of losing somebody. Um, so I don't know if there's a, you know, kind of a magic number to say it, this number, you, you kind of put somebody in place. Um, I think there's some little things you can do to, to kind of get ready for that. Um, if you're a company that you can see that you're going to be growing and that you're going to be scaling when you're putting in different, maybe applicant tracking systems or your HRIS or just anything employee data related, how can I set this up now so that in the future, it'll be easy to kind of pull this together and consolidate it. And what I mean by that is, you know, looking at some of the fields and common names and so that you don't have something in your HRIS that means one thing, something in your ATS that means something else, and then something else in this other system that you're going to have to untangle all of that once you get to the point where you want to start looking at it. So it's maybe not so much a, you need to get to a thousand employees, but it's what can I start doing now to try and get proactive about um, when we do want this function, what's that going to look like? Yeah. So it is fascinating for me because, you know, as we're building uh, employees out, obviously a lot of people are interested in like, what's the data behind our employee referral program? How's it performing? What's employee engagement look like? How does that affect, you know, cost per hire? And, you know, we obviously have all of the employee referral program related data, but a lot of times to make a business case, you need performance management data. That's obviously stuff that we don't have in our system. So I'd be curious, how would you kind of advise vendors um, looking to build their products um, in a way that makes it easy for you to harness the data that they're spitting off? Because I only see more tools being created, creating more data, but perhaps yeah. um, 
not communicating in an easy way. So how would you kind of look yeah. at that? Um, and again, I think you hit on something there. There's more tools. There's so many more tools and platforms out there. And I think, you know, sometimes more isn't always the answer. I think less is better, you know, a, a lot of the times in those cases. Um, you know, for an example, if you're giving a, a recruitment team access to all these great tools, that's great, but I only have so much time in a day to actually go in and, and utilize those. So that's, that's part of the, the issue maybe is with so many different tools and platforms. Um, the other thing is just, again, it's kind of trying to be proactive in a sense to say, um, what am I going to want to do with this data later? You know, maybe I don't have a use case for it right now, but could there be something that would be interesting to do with performance data and, you know, in your case, referrals? Um, or, you know, can I find any correlations there or anything like that? So if I think that could be something I want to look at in the future, how can I set this up to be as easy as I can right now? Um, so just trying to get all that in one system as much as you can is, is the ideal. And, uh, you know, take a paintbrush out. You've got the kind of open canvas here. What would you say, like looking like five to 10 years in the future, uh, what would like the state of people and analytics look like? Um, and how would you see that, you know, being a, like a net positive thing for everyone? How, would, how are we going to get there? And what does that look like for you? So if, if I could kind of have an ideal situation, right, that's, you know, you can kind of make it how you'd see it. I could see that when you join a company, um, you either fill out potentially like a profile or your resume is in, imported into some sort of text analytics tool that shows your skills, backgrounds, how long you've been with certain companies, things like that. Um, and what we can then do with that information is say, let's say you've um, had a career where you've uh, moved on after every three years or something. We're kind of seeing this pattern, but we're also noticing that you're not leaving to go to the same role. You're leaving for a promotion, right? And what we'd want to do then is kind of be proactive and go to you to know that, okay, after two years, you know, Ryan's ready for yeah. something. Let's explore that. We would rather promote you here and, you know, retain you as a great employee than lose you, you know, outside of the company too. So I, I think there's a lot of things that we can do for that, just from you know, trying to get more predictive. You know, it's, it's hard to get set up. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into it and we're dealing with people too, right? And, you know, different, there's so many different uh, factors that come into play with you know, the economy, what's going on with the job market, where you're located at, um, skill sets, you know, talent, all that. Um, but those are some things I think we could start really looking into, you know, um, again, skills gaps. So if you're looking at it from a workforce planning perspective to say, you know, I think we need to hire more Java developers. Well, how do you know? And it's, you can kind of look back and say, well, here's this group, here's how many years of Java experience we have and kind of, is that, do we need more? Is there actually a skills gap there or is it, we need to balance the work better? Um, so I think those are some questions you can really learn by just understanding your employee population, which can you know, drive cost savings and it can drive a more engaged workforce. And, um, you know, just knowing that, that my employer is kind of not waiting for me to raise my hand again. And they're kind of like already kind of thinking what that next you know, position could be, whether it's uh, you know, like a, a, a vertical move or more of like a horizontal you know, move as well. So yeah, I think there's just so much stuff out there. So again, looking forward to the next five years, I think it'll be interesting to see what develops. That's awesome. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap up here. So uh, last couple questions. What is yeah. your favorite, uh, 
tool that you use on a daily basis? Yeah, so I mentioned it a few times. Um, I would say Power BI is probably my favorite tool right now. There's a lot of great BI um, systems out there like your Domo, Tableau, ClickView, like a lot of different things. We, we really like uh, Power BI because it's integrated with uh, Microsoft 365. So it automatically ties in, you know, pretty easy to set up from a dashboard and reporting um, thing. They're making improvements to it every day. So yeah, I use that on a daily basis and, and highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. He's a big fan of Power BI. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. All right. And what's, what's a life like outside of work for you? Yeah. So outside of work, you know, we love Raleigh. We love the area. So um, it's close to the beach. So, you know, we, we go to the beach quite a bit or we'll head over to Asheville and, you know, check out the mountains, do some hiking, backpacking, you know, things like that. Very cool. And then, yeah, uh, yeah you know, cycle is back uh, to when you were 20 years old. Mm -hmm. You're just bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. You're about to take that job. You're quitting the movie theater job. You're about to go to Eurotech. What yeah. advice would you give yourself for starting off in this wonderful world of all things people? Yeah, so I think I kind of borrowed a quote out of a book called uh, Rework. Um, it's more along the lines, until you start making something, you know, that, that brilliant idea is just an idea. And I think that that is something that, you know, you, you just need to start doing something. You know, they always say fail fast if you're going to fail, but just always, you know, kind of be curious and just explore and just try these new things out. But until you actually start taking that first step, you know, you can have all these great ideas, but, uh, but yeah, you, you just gotta, gotta do something. Even if it's that one little thing just to get started on it. So yeah. that's probably what I tell myself is just get, get started sooner than later on some of these things. Awesome. Well, the main takeaways that I've got from this talk is, you know, you got to get started with people analytics. If you haven't already, um, there's a ton of data out there. We need to stop feeling and we need to start knowing, we need to start backing up what we're saying with data. And, uh, and we've got to be able to make sure that data is readily available for everyone. It sounds like Power BI is a great tool to do that. And lastly, Align Tech is growing like crazy. So we're very excited that you took some time out of your day to share what it's like um, in your role. Um, so thank you so much, Andrew. Uh, as a recap, Andrew is the Global HR Analytics and Workforce Planning Manager. That's a mouthful uh, at Line Tech. Um, and we can't thank you enough for your time on the show today. No worries. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. Anytime. Great. Thanks, man. Thanks. See you.